And welcome back, folks, to another episode of the One Man You Can't Stand podcast. I'm very excited to be bringing you this episode outside of the nook and into my guest bedroom. So that's probably why you'll hear some echo. Um... I'm on the floor in my guest bedroom because we have an old coffee table in here and the C-clamp that came with my new uh, arm, microphone arm, doesn't fit where my desk is so I had to clamp it to the old coffee table in here and it's only like a foot high so i'm here sitting on the ground with you but i'm excited because i have my new equipment and i couldn't help myself uh from recording and bringing a new episode and i got beans here on my lap so you might hear her uh licking herself or doing weird shit that shih tzus do stop licking dude stop it people with that don't like asmr are gonna come after you bro they don't like to hear that sound they don't want to hear the and that's all i can hear from me right now (laughs) so uh how was everybody's week we're getting closer and closer to christmas time i'm about sick of it already because People in Florida don't even, you know, think coronavirus is real, and they're at all the malls. Today, when I was driving, we live by these outlet malls, and traffic gets beyond ridiculous, dude, like, and it's the holidays, so everybody's shopping and wanting to get gifts, but, you know, fucking, I could see from the street that the whole parking lot was uh filled up and boy hopefully they're wearing masks in there but it's an outdoor mall so probably not um but traffic gets so bad there because people will um they'll fucking go till they can't no more and they'll back up but people will still try and go and block the whole intersection like the left turning lane will get blocked and it fucking what a pain in the ass to go through that man i was backed up for at least three light cycles and i don't know about you but Fucking light cycles out here and loots take fucking forever. Um, but you know, it's been beautiful. It was a Saturday. You know, it's been crisp. It's starting to get a little warmer, but it still feels like Florida winter, you know what I'm saying? And it's just been it's been nice, you know. I I got to wear shorts and a shirt today, you know. Recently, we've all had to be bundled up, and that's just not like Florida weather at all. Um, gonna hit you with some news that I was uh, 
looking at the other day. Did you guys see that <clears throat> SpaceX did a, a practice launch and on the return, the space shuttle exploded? And what I got from, I'm going to read you something from the article and I'm going to tell you how it relates to me. Okay. So the article said SpaceX successfully launched and nearly landed a prototype spaceship that is supposed to take actual human people to the moon and then to Mars. Upon landing, Elon Musk describes it as a belly flop maneuver. Now, this is where it starts to sound more like some of my many sexual experiences. So it read on, the rocket executed a controlled descent. Hmm? But it wasn't able to slow its descending enough to safely touch down and exploded spectacularly near the landing pod. Yeah, all right, so let me break this down. So, where is it at? The rocket executed a controlled descent. When you get hard and insert and begin to go, it's executed a controlled descent, but it wasn't able to slow its descending because I got too excited and couldn't slow the thrust. It wasn't able to slow its descending enough to safely touch down and exploded spectacularly near the landing. All right, so spectacularly, um, since I record off my phone, there tends to be some technical difficulties, so the recording stopped and I just didn't feel like finishing it last night, so... Here we are, Sunday morning, giving you something fresh. Um, I have to be quiet because my lovely fiance is still sleeping. So um, I'm going to try and not get too excited here. But um, yeah, how's everybody doing? I'm still drinking some coffee. Um, it's a lovely Sunday morning here, foggy everywhere, fog, getting ready for more rain tomorrow probably, lovely tropical Florida. Um, so the last recording I was getting into some, some of the news that I had recently been uh, paying attention to and um, uh, another thing that I found interesting was these Asian honeybees uh, actually defend their hives from hornets with shit, with poop, fecal matter. Um, so researchers have found that this is the first document with the use of tools by honeybees. These tools include chicken poo buffalo dung, and even human urine. Dude, if some bees wanted me to just pee on their beehive, why wouldn't they just ask? Um, imagine being 
like a person who's about to piss on a bee hive and the bees are like like yelling at you like all right man steady steady aim and release and release all right too much release we are good we are good but you drank a half a gallon of water preparing for this glorious pee on a beehive and then you like drown the beehive and they start freaking out uh, gotta save the queen from drowning so they send their warrior bees to come shoot chicken and buffalo shit at you and then a mur murder hornet stings you on the dick what are you gonna do then um just an interesting scenario uh whose job is it to find like researching bees and imagine how excited they are when they find out that they're one of their tools is actual shit like how how excited do you run to your boss like boss we got bees they use tools awesome what are the tools poop poop you won't believe it all kinds of poop somehow human urine ends up being their defense mechanism tool <laughs> found that i just found that really interesting so they use that to defend off so like murder hornets these japanese murder hornets actually um kill kill the bees and um you know ruin their ecosystem so these um murder hornets are a bunch of assholes fuck those murder hornets i've actually seen one they're fucking huge they're like the size of my index finger it was not cool um I saw one over the quarantine, so it was probably over <clears throat> June or July. Um, I was outside having a smoke and a pancake, and um, I heard like um, like the buzzing of the wings, and it was trying to get out of the screened-in porch and kept like hitting the roof of it, and. Yeah, it was huge, man. Not a not a cool thing to look at. And we just left it there for days and it ended up dying because it couldn't get out. So, fuck that murder hornet. Um, so, this is a funny one. Um, an erectile dysfunction drug and antidepressants were accidentally swapped in the factory. Proving that the cure for depression is a whole lot of hard dick. <laughs> imagine uh being the person dealing with depression for so long and you receive your pack of pills take two because you've been waiting for a long time and within the hour you realize your dick is the hardest that it's ever been <laughs> you call your doctor right away and you're like doc i've been cured of depression and the doctor's like that's great news how did you come about this and you're like that's it i just came about it <laughs> Sorry, the, uh, yeah, but, you know, I guess it was a mishap in the factory. You know, maybe don't package your erectile dysfunction pills in the same factory as your depressant pills. I mean, I don't know. Imagine, though, your dick doesn't 
ever go soft ever again and now you're forced to live with a never-ending boner and live in hiding bringing on depression and excessive erections for the rest of your life <laughs> catch 22 um so yeah i mean the reason i wanted to hop in here i was gonna wait and use my new equipment with um a guest to bring in uh, but i couldn't wait because i really love how much better it sounds like the if i wasn't in an open space like my guest room you wouldn't hear an echo um but it sounds awesome this this irig pro duo is going to be great like i can travel with it i can go do whatever i want um and record wherever i want so i think this is going to be an awesome tool to have and have people on and tell new stories and old stories and memories and welcome to my journal um so another story i have to tell is kind of dark i've been thinking about it a lot since my mom excuse me sent me um this photograph of me and her she's holding a rabbit that we used to have and i'm decked out in straight up 90s gear baggy ass uh like chino pants and a big ass shirt these cool glasses on and i look straight up pimping fam straight up right out of a backstreet boys music video um so this rabbit we had I was young. I probably I had to have been like um, like six or seven maybe, and um, we had this rabbit. I think it was like one of the first pets we had. I don't know. Um, I can't remember too much about it, but I remember we had this rabbit, and its name was Enigma, right? Um, I think we were at school when the rabbit. Uh, was sick or I mean we had it for a while so rabbit the rabbit dies and uh, me and my brother get home from school my mom tells us they had to bury it the rabbit the rabbit died they had to bury it um, I don't I don't think me and my brother expressed any emotion about that um, so we were outside playing and I don't know which one of us came to the other and we're like, hey, we should dig up that rabbit and see what it looks like, you know, because death in itself is an enigma. As a kid, it's hard to understand and I don't know, I guess we were going to give it an autopsy or some shit. So my brother and I dug up this fucking dead rabbit and uh got paranoid or freaked out and threw it somewhere and i'm not telling you this story to because it's because i think it's funny it's actually f- fucking weird as shit and i don't know why it happened but that memory popped into my head when my mother sent me this photograph if you follow me on any of the social media platforms i'll be able to put it on there at some point later on but um it's i don't i don't know 
if that's a sheer sign of some fucked up shit going on with us at that point. I don't know if like, I don't know. I, I mean, I've always been fascinated with the idea of death and I never, it's really weird. You know, death didn't bother me until I didn't like, I don't know. I've never had a real emotional connection with death until one of my best friends passed away when I was 17 within days my grandfather passed away or it was the other way around um yeah it was best friend then uh my grandfather and um my grandfather had uh brain cancer and he actually lived longer than they suspected him to with the type of brain cancer that he had um so you know i was able to kind of prepare for for his his death and i was 17 at the time i think i was a junior in high school and so not to say that it was easy but i was able to prepare for his um demise Whereas my best, one of my best friends, good friends, um, he was in a car accident and, you know, that was, I think that was one of the first times I had to experience like a sudden, um, death of somebody like super close to me. And I remember that being super hard and, um, just kind of like, helped me realize what life is pretty much like it's a cycle and death is really inevitable and no one really knows when their time is up but everybody has a lifeline and um since then i kind of have this you know understanding that death is creeping around the corner so enjoy the moment as much as you can and try and be grateful as much as you can um you know even if it's something as simple as like hey the sun's out fuck i don't have to walk in the rain um hey i I got to eat today um you know you never know so Needless to say, don't go digging up your dead animals if you don't understand death because it's, um, you don't need to be a coroner, you know, you don't need to do the autopsy, just put them in the ground, you know, say your goodbyes, keep those memories sacred, I'm sure my mom's not going to be happy if she hears this story, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that won't be happy, but I'm just I'm just telling you like it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm just being honest. I told you this is this is why I'm doing this because I want to be honest and just express the things that I have in my head, whether it's right or wrong. Maybe you can tell me. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just I'm just here, right? I'm just the voice inside your head right now. Um. I remember doing stand-up somewhere 
and I was telling a story, another story. Man, death has been around me for a long time. So we were living with my grandmother at the time when my mom and my dad were getting divorced. I think it was in, we, we were living in like Fort Myers or something. Um, and her, her brother, my uncle had a big ass bull mastiff and that dog was awesome. It bit me in the face once, but that was my fault. I tried to take the bone from it while it was chewing on the bone. I thought we were playing fetch. I was like three or four and it fucking bit me in the face. That was a whole ordeal. Had to get stitches. And I remember that experience. That was fucking terrifying, but I respected that animal so much more. My, my grandma has pictures of me like, and that dog sleeping together, like cute as shit. But so that dog, it's a bull mastiff. It's a big dog. I don't know if you've, uh, you know what that is, but if you've ever seen like the Sandlot, the dog at the end of the movie or during the movie when they hit the ball over the fence, that's a bull mastiff. So my uncle has this dog. My mom gets a cat, right? Um, gets a kitten and, you know, we're told that the kitten stays in her room. We got to keep the door shut. La, la, la. The dog knows that there's a fucking other animal in the house. It's a smart dog. It's not stupid. It can sense that there's, you know, bait in another room. Um, so one day, um, I think I was trying to leave the room or go in. And uh, I opened the door and the dog got past me. goes straight for the cat. And I remember my mom just pushing me outside of the room and she as well and just shut the door. And that dog shred that kitten to fucking pieces, dude. It was, <clears throat> it was fucked up. <laughs> and I remember feeling so terrible and, you know, I wasn't you know, it's not something that I'm fucking proud about. I was talking about it on stage at a, at a set one day and, um, somebody like interrupts me and heckles me. And, you know, she was probably like a vegan or something. and was like telling me how that story's not funny. I shouldn't be talking about it. And it's like, uh, fuck you. Right. Uh, I'm not saying it to be funny. If, I were doing that you would hear a fucking joke i'm just telling like again i'm just trying to be honest and um yeah i remember going back and forth with her that was that was a good time um it's weird though it's weird how like if somebody doesn't agree with what you have to say they want you to shut up like where is the freedom to express yourself like fuck i mean like it's it's weird like a comedian doesn't always have to be funny i think dave chappelle has a quote where he talks about how much how important the silence is sometimes before um a punchline and you know as a young comic that's fucking terrifying but as you get older, you 
understand the power of the silence because you have um, the attention. And I remember uh, this comic, JB Ball, he was actually defending me um, with that situation. I mean, it could have been funny. I could have got to a point where I found a joke, but this fucking asshole lady didn't let me because she didn't agree with what I had to say. And I'm just up there trying to be honest, you know, telling a story. Sorry if it's not something you agree with. Sorry. I mean, fuck, man. RIP to the kitten. How do you think the cat feels? It was in like 10 different places of the room. It's fucking weird, man. But I was a kid, man. How was I supposed to know, man? I didn't I didn't know anything better, you know? I just wanted the dog and cat to be best friends, you know? My favorite movie was Homeward Bound. Guess not. I mean, we all should have known. I guess after the dog attacked me, that that thing was a killer. Straight up killer. Fucking, I have a scar still from it, like right on my, on the corner of my right eye, I think, or left eye. One of the two, right? Can't be anywhere else. Um, <sighs> so, things have been good, man. You guys ready for Christmas? Ready for the holidays? singing the songs uh i haven't watched a uh, christmas vacation yet which is very disappointing um, if i must say uh that is a christmas classic and i will watch it before the end of the year uh i made the mistake of telling all of my co-workers that i have jewish genetics so i work at the jewish community center um, for the fitness aspect of the community center, uh, excuse me. And, um, I made the mistake of telling everyone that I have, you know, Jewish genetics. So now everybody's telling me happy Hanukkah and I don't know how to respond <laughs> because I was not raised as Jewish. I was raised as a free spirit um, or Methodist Christian, if you will. And, um, you know, I don't have it. I mean, I remember watching the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Uh, that's probably about as much Hanukkah that I have in my life. So it's just awkward. I never know what to say. I'm a, I just give them a happy holidays or give them a thanks. You too. Um, uh, hope you enjoy your seven days of gifts. Um, it's interesting. The older I get, the more <clears throat> modest I get with gift, with accepting gifts. I'm not good at accepting gifts. I don't, I'm not good at telling people what I want. I probably get it from my mom cause she's horrible at it too. And I'm also like, if I can get a gift uh, if I want a gift, I'll fucking buy it for myself. I'm at that point now. So it's hard to even want gifts from, from somebody else. If, you know, my fiance was asking me what I want. And I'm like, dude, I mean, help me pay the rent. <laughs> that's, that's a good gift for me. Uh, I don't need anything. If 
uh, I mean, the things I need are super expensive now at this point. Like I, I would love a computer so I can run the show off of a computer and not my phone, but that's like, that's expensive. And that's something that I, I would personally want to do on my own because I have a specific kind that I want and it's, um, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's easier to get uh, gifts for yourself rather than from somebody else, you know. It's, maybe I shouldn't be so modest. But if you do want to get me gifts, straight up Starbies gift cards are always a great gift because they fucking, you know, there's always room for coffee and I'll always drink coffee, so in retrospect gift cards are awesome especially for restaurants dude i'll always eat you know i'll always eat unless you you get a gift card to a restaurant that somehow had to close during the covid pandemic you know that's gotta suck what do you do with that you're not getting your money back or your food so you might as well shred that baby i don't know this pandemic, though, man, we're almost to the vaccines. Um, I think they, they, the FDA approved them, so that's a fucking rad start, right? Let's get these hospital workers vaccinated, these fucking old people vaccinated. Let's, let's get this ball rolling because I want to do stand-up again. I had a dream about stand-up last night, and it's been a long time since I've had. I used to have them all the time, especially when I was living in New York, these really lucid dreams about doing stand-up. And, um, you know, I would meditate on that idea of being a stand-up and what it takes to get there. And, you know, I, I had one last night. I don't, I don't know where I was doing it, but I know there was a lot of people there. And I know one of the, I don't rem, I don't even remember who the comics were in my dream, but I remember doing it and I remember you know, doing bits that I actually have in my material. And it's always so cool. Like, like for me, when I get my material, a lot of it is from this weird space of energy that um, sometimes I can't really control. Sometimes it like, it'll just come to me in these dreams where I'll hear myself working a bit and, you know, say a tag and, in the dream and I'll have to like in my dream tell myself oh shit that's awesome and funny I need to remember that so when I wake up I can fucking write that down so I have this dream there's comics there when I get off I, I want to say there's some comics from Tampa there um Jared Waters or um Cam I don't know. Somebody gave me a cigar, though. They were like, you know, let's go have a cigar. And I remember sitting down with the comics, having a cigar. I don't even smoke cigars, dude. Um, but I think that's always a good gesture when other comics want to, you know, hit you with the cigar. And then you have your comedy circle and everybody gets to tell their stories. And what a great time to be alive, man. But yeah, I always think it's a. I think it's fascinating. 
<clears throat> it's weird, man. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand how like ideas can just come out of nowhere. It's it feels almost divine when it happens, especially in a lucid dream where like, hey, where I'm like, hey, I'm I'm I can I know I'm not awake right now and this is awesome. I hope this is real. <laughs> Even though I know it's not, but I don't know. I'm I feel like there's other people out there that you know, there, there's got to be stories of people getting ideas from their dreams and becoming fucking multimillionaires and shit. But like, I feel like this is what comes to me. I don't know if it's because it's something that I truly want, like in the deep deepness of my heart, or if it's just <clears throat> something that's like, like your destiny type thing, you know, like whoever's in control of this whole thing um it's like hey Devin this is what you're supposed to be doing here's a fucking reminder uh you know um and there was a long time after I left New York where I didn't fucking I didn't feel funny for years dude and that is one of the you know worst feelings I think I've ever felt in a, like ever um going from doing stand-up and writing every single day to coming home because you're broke and, um, you know, there were issues going on in my personal life and it just, you know, it was a, that, those couple of years were, you know, I don't like to think about them and I shouldn't, but it's something that, is a part of me it's part of my life so it's probably better to talk about it and it, I still don't understand um like how it came about um I just remember not feeling funny every single day and it was a fucking god an awful feeling and I don't think it comes from not performing as much because I mean I would I would I wouldn't want to go do stand up with that feeling that I remember having. I don't think it would have been good. I don't, you know, <clears throat> it would have ended up being a fucking soul crusher for people. <laughs> you know, there's every comic has their idea of what you should be doing. Um everyone will probably agree like, "Hey, the two main things are get up on stage get a microphone and write and when i met joe rogan that's one of the things that's stuck with me for a long time is to he told me to just keep writing <clears throat> and i you know even when i was feeling like i wasn't um performing or when i wasn't feeling funny i was still writing i have fucking notebooks all over the place and notes all in my phone from those times too and I was always writing even if I didn't feel funny you know I was always trying to find a story to tell or you know fucking if I can make a topical joke jokey joke off the news or some shit um that's what I was trying to do and this was probably 2016 17 and 18 so for like three straight years dude 
I didn't feel funny for a long time. And it sucks. It's a when that's like your identity. When you want to identify as somebody who's funny and you know, things get dark. You know, most comedians have a dark past or go through dark things that not normal happy folk can understand but maybe they can i don't know they say you know comedians are the most relatable so uh i watched the comedy show docuseries on showtime which was great and you know talks there's episode an episode or part about sam kennison and how his shit went dark and you know i've read george carlin's book and that man went dark in his personal life with like addiction and stuff like that so everybody has dark every everyone has their shit they go through most comedians um go through some traumatic experience that makes them think differently than the other or um you know it's interesting Everybody I've ever talked to, when I tell them that that's what I do or have done, they're like, damn, you must be so brave. I'm so scared to talk in public. Um, You know, I don't know what it is. I've always been the kid that wanted attention. Uh, Probably comes from lack of it somewhere in the childhood somewhere. Um, But... Yeah, I've always, like, I'm more terrified to go into a meeting at work and be the person that has to talk, whereas, like, when I can go on stage, it's almost like I turn a switch on. Like, it's, like, when I can go on stage and perform, it's, like, my truest self, whereas, like, when I go to a meeting, it's me, it's myself, but... There's like an etiquette that you have to have. Whereas like when I go on fucking stage, like that's my world, motherfucker. You can't tell me what I can or can't say. You can't tell me what stories I can and can't tell. Um, So it's a beautiful thing, man. It's um, really like something that I can't wait to start doing again. Um, Just if like I need to shake this fucking COVID fear, man. Like this COVID fear. Fear is like embedded in my fucking, I've always been a hypochondriac and like you can ask anybody close to me or like my family and dude, I've, I mean, I, I got the swine flu when I was in high school and that was fucking awful and I'm always worried. I, I take fucking elderberry and you know, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I never want to get sick. I feel like. I used to think like if I had a stuffy nose, like it was, you know, here on out, um, sick. Um, and it, I don't know. I've just always had this fucking phobia, hypochondria, you know, never wanting to get sick or always being worried about getting sick. So I don't even watch the news. Like I don't keep up with the numbers and shit. I just fucking know it's a thing that's not gone away yet so i'm in fucking fear all the time about it um so it's you know i don't know i'll get over it eventually i'll get to a a, a mental state of fuck it i got nothing else to lose so and i got a ton of shit to say 
um you know i did stand up in may i don't know if i've talked about it on here and it was um you know it was fun i did a 15 minute set and i had a bunch of shit that i had never said before that i wanted to so that was really fun and um you know i've reworked some of it since then and rewritten you know tags and stuff and some of the bits but it was just really weird man uh people weren't wearing masks in this space and you know the microphone wasn't being wiped down and that was a big one for me man fuck i you know what i mean a ton of people with their face on the on a microphone and uh i don't know man it's just it's a weird time i think we're all gonna think differently after this like after they get the vaccine and you know, I mean, I've never seen people wash their hands as much as they do now. And there's fucking hand sanitizer everywhere. And, you know, I used to fucking touch my face, rub my beard or um, just go straight to my phone in public after touching shit. And I mean, it still happens, but there's hand sanitizer in, in the pocket or on the belt loop. And that was never a thing before this happened. So just really it's still really weird. It's, you know, you have to respect it for what it is. It's a fucking microorganism that's been around for a long time. People don't know this, but the coronavirus is, it's something that it's a virus in animals. It's always been there. Um, the reason why humans are reacting the way they're reacting when they get it is because it's something new introduced to the body. It's, it was never something that was meant for humans to have. So, but I've also read, you know, the conspiracy theories of, uh, you know, that this virus specifically could have been tampered with by the way everybody um, is affected differently. Uh, who knows what's fucking true? I don't know what's true, man. This is just shit I read on the internet. Judge me later, okay? I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I'm here. I woke up another day, so I'm grateful. I got coffee. I got my Scott's, Scott's Tots mug. Shout out to my fiance for getting me this shit. I um, love the office, and I'm going to have to fucking buy the physical series because it's being taken off Netflix and I don't know. I don't know, it's been like three years or three or four years that I've watched that show almost daily, at least one episode, because I fucking love it, you know what I mean? I love it, I don't care. There's some people that don't fucking like it, they don't find it funny, fuck you. Same people that don't think Friends is funny, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion. I grew up watching the show, it's funny, I love it. I don't care about your judgment, um... I was supposed to do uh, an ad, a mid-roll ad, but I'm already, you know, 37 minutes in, and I don't, I don't want to fucking just stop the show for an ad. I'm, I'll just put it at the beginning. So, sorry, if, but that's how the show's gonna start this week, and or where the audio cut at the beginning that I started recording this, I can put it in between there. Hmm might do that guys this is you know 
it's interesting doing this show. Like I'm learning a lot of what I should and shouldn't do. And I'm, you know, I've produced everything myself. It's a, this is something I'm in control of. Um, my fiance helped me with the graphic, um, years ago because I actually, you know, used to do this years ago. Um, none of those episodes are out there anymore. I think I took them all down, but I kept the idea, you know, um, and I'm glad I did because it's, you know, the, the audio equipment that they have now is super, you know, not inexpensive and, excuse me. And now I can, you know, like I said, it's portable. I can take this anywhere and go fucking, I can record in my car, <laughs> record in my car. Um, but it's great, you know? I think I like doing it in the morning, too. My fucking brain feels like it's firing, drinking coffee. I haven't smoked any weed yet, so I don't sound stupid. Maybe that's the thing. That's the key, man. Save the weed before bed. And You know, the older I get, too, I love cannabis, and I think it's great how far um, the country's going with it. You know, we're almost to the point of federal legalization with the Moore Act, and that's if it passes fucking Senate, but who knows with those old fuckers, you know, what they're going to say to do with it. I think, um, you know, it's it's something that needs to be done. You know, it's been too long, and it's, yeah, I could, we could go deep into how <clears throat> the war on drugs is kind of like, done worse than if the drug were legal and produced and manufactured the way everything else is um you know it's a medicine it's a medicine and it can be a recreational drug you know the the same thing they used to prescribe alcohol when you know i don't know at what time but i'm sure they used to prescribe alcohol as medicines fucking cigarettes were prescribed as medicine let fucking people smoke weed bro you don't see me out here trying to harm anybody or do anything wrong. Like, uh, you know, I mean, it's fucking grass. Sure, it's gotten powerful. I don't need the most powerful shit. You know what I mean? I just need to sleep at night and feel a little good. I like, I like to, you know, it makes me feel creative and at some point scared. And I think that's what we need in life. <laughs> brings on gratitude <laughs> you know um so hopefully it passes senate and we move forward with federal legalization i think the more act allow will allow states to make their own laws on it so federally it'll be legal and then it'll be up to the state whether they want to have it you know distributed through the state legally or keep it medical and you know it's a commodity. People are going to want it. It's something, I mean, it's proven to make money in all of these states that are already recreational. They're making millions in, in revenue and profit. And what sucks is it's not federal. So nobody's, you know, everybody's just got cash everywhere. Nobody can go to the bank. You know, you can't get bank loans. You can't get insurance on the company. It sucks. It's something that needs to be rethought for sure, um, especially with you know, how open everybody's getting about it. Yeah. Uh, politics, eh? We'll see, you know. 
it's funny that most conservatives aren't for it and you know they're not looking at the fucking money aspect of it you look at the money look at what you can do with that revenue where you can where you can you know put the profit towards you know put it into schools put it in you know help fucking kids teach them better shit fucking teach them financial classes and shit in high school you know stuff that we should have learned but didn't get to because it wasn't an option you know if you're not born into people into a life where people are, understand finances you're not gonna fucking know i didn't grow up in a in a household where we knew finances my mom was struggling check to check um i never really talked to my stepdad about money he kind of always stayed quiet but you know my mom was always struggling and it it sucks i i'm doing my best to understand finances now you know i do my best to save and i just got this fucking robin hood thing so getting into the stocks seeing what it takes to fucking have stocks and shit and i don't know what i'm doing but i'm gonna figure it out and i'm not even 30 yet so hopefully you know whatever i'll figure it out i got a 401k i'll be all right Mm. This is good coffee, except it's getting cold, so it's not that enjoyable. You know, when coffee gets cold, it gets this, like, harsh, bitter, it, like, punches you in the back of the throat. Um, So it's going to be a good week, man. We're, what, two weeks away from Christmas, I'm one week away from a paycheck, what up oh shit i'm being loud i think but you know i want to get my fiance on here um and i just ordered another one of these mics that i'm using because it sounds so good so i want you know i want the best quality for what i can get right now and i think this is it so i got another one um and i want to bring her on here at some point because you know, I want to dive deep into our story. It's a very interesting story and, you know, I can have her perspective on different things and she's a really smart person and very opinionated and I think she's got a hell of a lot of good qualities that I want to share with everyone and, you know, it's up to her though. She knows it's here. I'm ready when she is, bro. Also got some other homies that I want to get on here. And then, you know, from there, we'll see what happens. We'll see where this thing goes, man. I just want it to be like, I want it to be like a hug for the community, man. We're going to take it off. Just like some clothing. And on that note, I guess I'll, uh, you know, I got nothing left in me right now. I want to fucking go brush my teeth and, you know. I've been watching Dragon Ball Super, you know, feeling like a fucking kid again. I got weekends off, so I turn on the Dragon Ball Super first thing in the morning while I'm drinking the coffee, and it makes me feel nostalgic, and fucking, I don't even like anime, but Dragon Ball Z was that shit for my generation. Um, I'm trying my best not to wake up and go straight to the video games. Uh, I've, I've been playing too much Call of Duty. 
always and i'm playing the the spider-man game that came out in 2018 because i want to play the new one that just came out with miles morales and i want to understand the story a little more so i'm playing the one from 2018 and that game is fucking dope always been a spider-man fan and the new stories are pretty good and you know it's fucking hard but it's fun i like the story so i think the new one's going to be even better and you know I'm excited where they're going with Miles Morales and I can't wait for the new movie, the Spider-Man 3 movie and all these fucking details they're leaking about the multiverse and Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be more involved with it. So it's going to be fucking awesome. Like phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be awesome. They got Deadpool now. They're supposed to bring the X-Men in, Fantastic Four. Um, We're still waiting for Black Widow, the shows. Um falcon and winter soldier and wandavision are going to be on disney plus and that's going to be fucking cool as shit i can't wait to see where they're going with that idea and if it's going to connect to the like any of the movies or you know it's going to be cool man it's going to be super cool like super cool if you're not into the superheroes then you can just fuck off you know i'm more I'm more of a fan of the Marvel universe than fucking Star Wars. They got all these new ideas with Star Wars. I haven't, I haven't even watched The Mandalorian. I might now because Bill Burr is in, in it, and I didn't know that, so I might check it out. But like, I don't, I don't know. I can't get into the Star Wars. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. You know, I can't help it. I mean, you heard my SpaceX bit. You know what I mean? I can't hear rocket ship and not think about penis probably because i watched austin powers as a kid i don't know man there's just so many sexual innuendos when it comes to blasting off in a rocket ship and being in space i don't know maybe my imagination isn't as strong as isn't as strong as it should be you know maybe i just need to believe in the force more i don't know somebody give me a lightsaber fucking or a robot that follows me around all day and says, hey, man, you're funny. You're a funny guy. I'm just here to remind you that. <laughs> On that note, man, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go make some breakfast. Thanks, guys. Love y'all.